You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Leviticus chapter 20, verses 1 through 5, Penalty for Child Sacrifice. While the previous two chapters described various prohibitions for the Israelites, such as certain sexual practices, the occult, and child sacrifice, this chapter describes the penalties attached to such violations. The death penalty was prescribed if any Israelite or foreigner residing there sacrificed any of his children to Molech. This god, idol of the Ammonite people, required human, especially child sacrifice. This law applied to foreigners as well because these were to be the laws governing the new nation of Israel. It was to be done by stoning by members of the community. God says he would personally be against the person, described as setting his face against them. Such a practice defiled his sanctuary and profaned his holy name. The members of the community were not to ignore or conceal such a crime, described as closing their eyes to it, because then God would be against them as well for failing to put the offender to death for his crime. God describes idolatry as prostituting themselves to Molech. It is spiritual harlotry. While such a practice is horrendous, we must avoid thinking our culture is above such barbarity. The practice of abortion is our modern-day child sacrifice, where unborn babies at all stages are either poisoned, burned with caustic chemicals, or dismembered by suction or instruments. They are injected with potassium to induce a heart attack or expelled by abortifacient pills. Their spinal cords are cut so that they cannot cry at birth, which may upset some who witness failed abortions where the child has not been successfully killed. These children are sacrificed to the god of self, pleasure, and expediency. Some are killed because of disability or because they are the wrong sex. Those who do this even try to console themselves that they are doing good since their child's body parts are preserved and sold to companies that do research into medical issues. More people have been killed by abortion than by all wars. According to the World Health Organization, there are 40 to 50 million abortions worldwide annually, or approximately 125,000 per day. On the website, worldometers.info, you can see the count rising by the second. God forgive us. My own country of Canada is guilty of not only failing to protect children in the womb, but of exporting this practice overseas, tying hundreds of millions of dollars in aid money to promotion of abortion in developing countries. Psalm 94:20:21 says, Can a corrupt throne be allied with you, a throne that brings on misery by its decrees? The wicked band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. And if you think this is a neutral issue, or even a practice to be celebrated, please watch the movie Unplanned about a former abortion clinic manager who witnessed an abortion and finally left her job. Abby Johnson became proudly pro-life and began a ministry called And Then There Were None, which encourages and supports others to leave the clinics as well. I dare you to watch it. I double dare you. You cannot help but be impacted by it. Verse 6, Death Penalty for Occult Practices God says, I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute themselves by following them, and I will cut them off from their people. To be cut off is to be killed. 
verses 7 and 8, the motivation to obey. God tells them, Consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. They are told to be holy, and then God promises that he would be the one to make them holy or to sanctify them. Verse 9, respect and honor of parents commanded. In the previous chapter, chapter 19, verse 3, they were told to revere or honor their parents. Now we see the actions that result in a failure to do so. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Because they have cursed their father or mother, their blood will be on their own head. They've been warned. In Ezekiel 22.7, this is listed as one of the reasons God sends them into exile. They have treated father and mother with contempt. This chapter shows the mutual care and respect for life that must characterize God's people. The parents were not to kill their children, and the children were to honor their parents and not curse them. Verses 10 through 21, death penalty for various sexual sins. We studied these in chapter 18, so please refer back there. But now we see that because they had been warned to avoid such sins, if they blatantly disregarded the command, they would be culpable. The only addition here in this chapter is adultery. In that case, both the man and the woman were to be put to death. This is reinforced in Deuteronomy 22.22. The various sexual sins of incest, homosexuality, and bestiality are described as perversion, detestable, wicked, a disgrace, dishonorable, and an act of impurity. In the case of a man marrying both a woman and her mother, they were all to be burned. Verses 22 through 24, promise and precedent. God tells them, keep all my decrees and laws and follow them, so that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. You must not live according to the customs of the nations I am going to drive out before you. Because they did all these things, I abhorred them. But I said to you, you will possess their land. I will give it to you as an inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from the nations. So remaining in the land they had not even yet entered required obedience to the Mosaic Covenant. Verses 25 and 26 make distinctions between clean and unclean. They were to recognize that in God's eyes things were not neutral but were either clean or unclean, as in the case of animals for consumption or sacrifice. Therefore, they were to keep the dietary distinctions as God had laid them out for them in chapter 11. Then the reason is given again. You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. He was their example, and he has set them apart from all other nations for the purpose of relationship. Let that privilege sink in. Verse 27, death penalty for occult practices. Then to reiterate verse six, a man or woman who is a medium or spiritist among them must be put to death by stoning. First Samuel 28, three to 25 records the incident where King Saul consulted a witch. Because he was a king, God himself killed him. First Chronicles 10, 13, 14 tells us, Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord, 
and even consulted a medium for guidance, and did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? This chapter described the penalties for sins of idolatry, sexual sins, disrespect of parents, and occult practices. These are no longer enforced in the New Covenant, although the penalty of a lifetime of sin is still death and eternal punishment. Therefore, we must repent and live lives pleasing to God. The false god Molech was a bull-headed idol with outstretched arms that were superheated by a furnace inside it. Children were placed on his, on his arms and died an excruciating death as a sacrifice. God hated this practice and prescribed the death penalty for anyone who was guilty of it. By contrast, Jesus took children into his arms and blessed them. God desires his people to be holy as he is holy. We are to sanctify ourselves and be holy, and we can do this because God helps us through his Holy Spirit. They were not to curse their parents, but to revere and honor them. Jesus showed how the Pharisees had allowed people to circumvent this command by giving any money they would have used to care for their parents to the synagogue instead, thus nullifying God's command in favor of their tradition. We are to obey our parents when we are young and care for them when they are old. <clears throat> As the eldest son, he did this himself when he assigned the care of his mother to his disciple John while he was on the cross. The sexual sins described were horrendous and offensive. They were still being practiced in Paul's day and in our day as well. We cannot be friends with this corrupt world. True faith in God raises society out of the depths of such depravity. When true faith declines, so does our society. We should pray for those in authority that they would make laws to prohibit rather than to regulate sin. When a person practicing homosexuality claims that they were born that way, agree, we are all born in sin, and that's why we must be born again. In the case of adultery, both the man and the woman were to be put to death. In Jesus' time, when the Pharisees brought a woman before Jesus to hear his judgment against her for adultery, they brought only the woman, even though the woman had been caught in the act. So the identity of the man was known. In this case, he showed mercy and forgave her, and he could do this because he was God. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Leviticus chapter 21. May God bless the study of his word.